Namaste, everyone. Welcome to the Charvak Podcast. This is your guest, Kushal Mehra, welcoming you to another interesting discussion. Uh, my guest today is Mr. Salim Daoud. Uh, Mr. Daoud, thanks for coming on the podcast. Hi. Hi. Good afternoon. So, so Mr. Daoud, uh, before we get into the Yazidi history, I'll request you to tell everybody who's going to be listening to this podcast and who's listening to us live, uh, live right now. Why don't you tell everyone a bit about yourself, sir? Okay. Uh, my name is Salem uh, Najman Daoud. I'm from the family. Is the president for all the Yazidi in the world. Uh, about over a thousand years, we, the family, we control the AZD. Uh, I work uh, for the religion, for the AZD. Uh, and my father, he works same thing. We need to work for the other AZD. Uh, I go to the school in the Iraq, North Iraq, the city in the Mosul, uh, the village they call Ba'adra. I go to school, the primary school, and after that, I go to the high school. And after the high school where I come, I come to the United States in the 1999. Uh, I go to the court for the college, for the accounting uh, for the Bank of America. I work with the Bank of America. Uh, and I have big family, about six children. My wife, all this together, we come to, the, to and we work very hard to help the AZD. Uh, I work uh, eight years, they call Mir Hajj. Uh, mean that one, uh, I'm the head of the Lalish. I work for the eight years. My father, he worked 12 years before me. Uh, when he passed away, I started the Mir Hajj. Uh, all of my life and we have, we help the ZD. Uh, we have very hard time with the Islamic State, with the Paris, uh, with the Turkish, with the, everyone. We have the money genocide for the Yazidi and the religion. We need to work together and we need to find how we can do it. So, Mr. Daud, so let's first start with uh, the history of the Yazidis. As you said, you know, it's a thousand year history. So I will request you to tell everybody uh, who are watching this live right now and who are going to be listening to this later. Why don't you tell all of us a little bit about the history of the Yazidis, the, the beliefs, the timeline, how the Yazidi community has come up? What do they believe in? What kind of cultural festivals are involved in the Yazidi community? Sir, could you tell us a little bit about that? Okay. Uh the Yazidi have the long history. Uh, we believe was that the first people come to the world, the Yazidi. The first people is coming to the world is the Yazidi. We we believe that God, that one who we, we why they call the Yazidi because that the name of the Yazidi. We believe that the one person he he born his himself. He is the God. There's one God. We believe Tawsi Malak. Tawsi Malak is the first uh, God in the world. 
uh, you uh, in the English they say peacock or we we say taus malak. The the histories come a long time, and we believe the God. We believe the people. We believe the world. We have uh, many holidays. Uh, the one of the holidays we have in the uh, April uh, is be like 14. Uh, that is the uh, the holiday they call. Uh, we we believe uh, the Bikak. That's the first people come to the world is the Zidi. We believe the Bikak. And also we believe that the Wednesday we have that one where's the God, he, he make this world and he, he plant everything, the trees, the green and the wood and the everything that we believe that day, the Wednesday is the, the best day for the city. That is the day complete the world and everything. And we have another uh, fasting. We, we fasting three days uh, for the God. For we we call the Yazid mean uh, that for the God. Uh, we we uh, fasting three days, and the th uh, fourth day is be the holiday. That for for the God, He bring to building all the world for three days. And four day we make the party to complete the work. Uh, so in the uh, fasting, so so I just had a question about the fasting. So when the Yazidis fast is like a fast, like uh, so I'll give you an example of Hindus, right? So we have different kinds of fasts. So in some fasts in the Hindus, they drink only water. There is no solid uh, allowed. So uh, so when the Yazidis fast, how is the fast? So it's only water, and you're not allowed to eat any foods. How is the fasting procedure? No, of the the Yazidi, they don't uh, eat anything from the morning in the beginning about five o'clock in the morning to the sun is go down is, uh, they don't see the sun uh, they don't eat they don't drink they don't smoke uh, nothing they do it we have three day uh, and the fourth day is be the the party everybody they visit each one the, another family they uh, visit the friend, everyone, and they make uh, the party in the village uh, together. All right, sir. So, so now let me ask you this second question. So, uh, so as of now, there are very few Yazidis left in Iraq. I I don't know the exact number. So, so could you tell us the exact numbers, or, or is there a rough estimate of how many Yazidis are actually living uh, currently in Iraq? Uh, I think before the genocide is leave about uh, 1 million. Uh, just uh, we have a lot of uh, Yazidi now after the genocide in the 1915 uh, where it's happening. They go to the Yona, they go to Europe, they go to uh, US, some people we have in the Indian, uh, everywhere they go after the genocide. And we have over 10,000 people they, that time they kill and they kidnap. We have uh, many uh, issues and uh, that after the genocide.
So, sir, these one million population. So, so I wanted to ask you a separate question. So, obviously, as you say, the Yazidis are a thousand-year-old history, right? They have a thousand-year-old history. Yes. So, so uh, over the thousand years, so what has happened to the population of the Yazidis over the thousand years? So, was there a spike and uh, there was a natural uh, change in the population of the Yazidis? So, how did the Yazidi culture go in this thousand-year period? So, we can touch upon the genocide that has happened or is happening right now. maybe uh, after a few minutes but what i wanted to understand from you was that before the genocide so what was the overall trend of the population of the yazidis before the genocide too was it a growing population was it a stable population so what was happening with the yazidis before this genocide uh, was uh, happening the, the yazidi they have 74 genocide okay is coming from turkish from kurdish from uh, faris from arab from all, all the islam uh, all the islam all the religion the farist turks kurd arab everybody they make the genocide for the zidi the zidi before now uh, we believe that one they have about 80 million people in the world in the, in the area and after the genocide the zidi all the time they believe the god that believe they're alive they don't need to kill they don't need to kill anybody just they, they need to be stay yazidi and and that genocide take them all of these uh, people uh, they kill him they kidnap him most of the kurdish and the people in the area you see if you go ask him maybe his father or grandfather grandmother the yazidi they kidnapped by the islam and they changed to the islam uh, except this one the, the genocide this one the last one is happened uh, we have over 10000 people they kill and kidnap now we have about 3500 uh, grow they kidnap they stay with the isis all of them now we have another thing over 1000 1000 people they have the disease they have the disease just uh, is there is no medical to help him no, nobody can help the easy is very hard for the easy to find the way they go to the doctor and they go to see anybody they have some money he, he have some stuff with all of them they they lose the house they lose the car they lose the business everything now if they have something they sell that one they need to go outside to europe to make his uh, uh, life for the his family so uh, is there a lot of conversion to when it comes to yazidis being forcibly converted to islam does that also happen a lot with the yazidis where they are forced or they are threatened that if they don't adopt islam or uh, if they don't follow the rules of islam they will be forcibly uh, murdered and uh, do things like that that uh, happen with the yazidis too yes there's uh, many people where they kidnapped by the isis in the sinjar this on the last time uh, maybe everybody they see in the tv where they put in the big hall and they ask him to convert to the islam uh, after that one we have some people they convert to the islam and they also they kill him they say no you you big uh, man and you don't believe him. 
just you choke, you, you need to come back to the Yazidi again. They believe the Islam and they kill him. And the, another thing, the big problem, we have some uh, female in the singer now we have in the Sinjar. Uh, they don't give him the food for three days, four days. And after that, they kill the she's children. They kill him and they cook him, they give him that food. They get, say, okay, eat the food and we bring the, your uh, son to you. Where she eat the, the food, she see the, uh, the, the heart for the she's, a child in the, in the uh, soup. Now she like the crazy in the, in the area that many people, they see that one. So, sir, uh, th these are serious, uh, these are serious atrocities. So how, how, so obviously Yazidis, as you said, they, a lot of Yazidis are trying to uh, flee out of uh, the region where they are originally based from. But then let us divide this now into two parts. So let us look at the Yazidis who are not outside uh, Iraq and that area. So how do they try to cope with the trauma as of today? So what, what are they doing right now? So how do they get around it? Uh, are they trying to hide their, their identity? Or, uh, or, uh, or is there any kind of help available to them from any organization right now on the ground uh, where they live inside in Iraq? The first time, a uh, lot of organizations coming, just only they give him the food and they don't have no clothes, nothing, anything. They give him some clothes, some stuff. Uh, they put in the tent. It's, it's beginning about six years they in the tent. Uh, the Yazidi in the tent, about six years. Year. Uh, now they need to come back to the Sinjar. Well, that, the tent, they, they don't give him anything now. Now the organization, they don't go same the first time. Now, some of the organization gone. That food they give him is not enough. Uh, th there's no income, there's no job. No, uh, most of the Yazidi they work uh, uh, in the area for the planning the food. Uh, they don't have, they don't have now to work. They need to come back to the Sinjar. The Kurdish they don't let him to go back. They tell him each one I think about uh, two hundred. Uh, 50,000 Iraqi dinar he need to pay to come back to the uh, Sanjar, to the, his area. Just he don't have that money where he can get the money. Somebody, they go work or they go, if you have something, he sell the his refrigerator or TV or something, uh, some organization, they give him, they sell it, they make the money to give to the checkpoint and they need to come back to the area, to the Sanjar. The life is very hard, except the people, uh, the sick. The, the, that one, a lot of people, they have the disease. We work and we share that one, the information to many organizations in the United States. We need help for these people, they have the disease and uh, nobody can help him. Uh, somebody, they need to go to the hospital. They say, okay, you need 1 million Iraqi or uh, 2 million Iraqi to make the surgery. Okay, he don't have. He need to come back, he, he pass away. Now we have a lot of people, 
lot of people they have that disease and we then can help these people sometimes i don't need to uh, talk to the my family there's my sister and my cousin all of them in iraq sometimes i don't need to call him but when i call there's some people behind him they need oh we have the disease we have the, the cancer we have something we need help i i can help all these people it's very hard every organization i go i go to the uh, refugee center of the united states i go to the uh, congress i go to the uh, senate everywhere i i check just it's very hard to find the way to help these people that is good if you can find the some way we take these people that these have the disease to the indian or somebody they help him that is very good so it's sir, sir so, so let's talk about how do we help these people so are there any organizations that uh, people can donate to uh, they can send money who are actually working on the ground near sinjar or the surrounding areas where there are some clinics that can be supported or uh, is there a process by which uh, we can uh, give yazidis uh, a refugee status in different countries let's say india america europe is there any any kind of organizations that are doing those works so, so could you help us and guide us in telling about those things what kind of work is actually happening so that we can help the yazidis and uh, actually pull them out of these uh, problems some some uh, organization that help the the children they take them to the europe they uh, take them to the medical and they help them after they go they turn back to the iraq to the, the family uh, and uh, uh, we have the people like uh, the nali i think uh, she's uh, nali uh, sewa she she helped uh, the zidi lara think and we have the priest in the Arizona, he helped the Yazidi. Uh, we have a lot of people, they help the Yazidi, uh, but just that is not enough. Now, now uh, one time, the Nali, she gave me about $20,000 uh, the medical uh, supply. They say, okay, take to the Iraq. I'm, I go to the Ministration of the Health in the Kurdistan, in the Baghdad, I want to take that one. They tell me, okay, they need to take the, the about 75% and the another one they need to give to the Yazidi. Okay, we need for the Yazidi, we need for the Sinjar. They don't let me take it. I say, okay, Nali, uh, thank you, we don't need it. We can't take it because the health department, they don't let me, I take to the my people. They give to the everybody. That time I say, Nari, thank you for your help. Just we don't need it. So let's say, because obviously my viewership is primarily people who live in India or maybe Indians who live in North America and Europe and other countries. So if we wanted to help the Yazidis, how can we as Indians uh, and Hindus and maybe even you know, other people of different religious identities in India, if we want to help the Yazidi people, uh, sir, how can we as human beings help uh, the Yazidi community out? If, if you call me, you find the way we, we find the uh, information from the Iraqi medical and we send that uh, 
paperwork for the, that uh, who's uh, have that disease. We send the paperwork. You can check if they say okay, we can bring to the India to uh, take to the health department or somewhere or some people they can help them is good. But uh, if we wanted to donate some money, is there any organization as such that is running some NGO, some non-governmental organization that 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 is doing any work where people can donate to some money to it? Yeah, uh, you can donate if you need it. Uh, I have the Yazidi North American Federation. Mm -hmm. uh, that's uh, I am the director for that uh, organization. Uh, anything you need, uh, I can. You can donation. I take them to the people and we help him. And after that, I send you the picture and the uh, paper signed who's received this money or All the right. donation. All right. So, so, so here's what I'll do, sir. So, what I'll do is in the description of the podcast, I'll actually uh, have the Twitter handle of the Yazidi North American Federation. Anyways, we'll also I'll take the details from you and, and update the details so that people, if they want to donate to the cause of the Yazidis and to your organizations, in the description of the podcast, and we can do that. But I, I just had a few more queries. So, I was just uh, on the beliefs of uh, the Yazidi people. So. So as of now, when uh, when Yazidis uh, move out of uh, of of Iraq and they go into these different countries, so what is the experience of the Yazidis outside Iraq? Have they faced any problems? Let's say when they go to America, when Yazidis go to Europe, do they face any problems over there, or they are welcomed and and uh, they 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 feel uh, uh, one with the new new nations that have they moved they moved into. Uh, who is the family? If they have the people, they go, they work, they don't have any issues. Just now, uh, uh, we have an example. Uh, we have one family, they come to the Arizona. Uh, there's uh, four people, three grow, and one uh, uh, children is about uh, five years, they uh, kidnapped by the ISIS. After that, where they escape from the ISIS, they come to the uh, Arizona uh, with the uh, United Nations and somebody, they help them, they bring them. Uh, they don't have the, any people to work. They, they start about three, four years under the control of the ISIS. Uh, we, we need to help. Uh, all, all the Yazidi, they help him. And uh, thank you for the Indian people, the, the press. Uh, he, uh, the person, uh, G, I don't, I, if you uh, know that one, he, uh, from the Indian, he, he bring the one car and give to the, this family, they help him, and they, uh, also they help the Zidi to open the school for the religion, to teach these people the language and the religion, uh, they say, okay, we, we give you the money, uh, if you start just the, the corona is coming, uh, everything now is stopped. We, stop. we, we wait for the time. Uh, also, uh, we need to start it again for the religion. And All right, sir. Family, so this family is no, now. Go ahead, please go ahead. Very, this family is kidnapped by ISIS. It's a big uh, sample for the everybody they see. Uh, uh, there's three female. The guys. He's uh, five years 
nobody work they sick they they under the control of the isis for the four uh, three four uh, years they they need to go to the medical they and the america they don't help that too much they help them couple months and they stop everything go go work it's very hard that one just thank you for the indian people they help him you know, we should we should help all the Yazidis as good human beings, sir. And uh, in fact, I'm 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 personally, as I'm talking to you, I'm actually shaken to my core when I listen to to such stories. But uh, one one more question about uh, Yazidi festivals. So uh, when when uh, when you guys have your festival, so have you started celebrating any Yazidi festivals as you moved into America? Are there any places where Yazidi festivals are celebrated or anything of that sort has happened? So that people, if people want to know more about Yazidi culture, let's say if they are in America. So if people in America wanted to know more about Yazidi culture and take part in their festivities and understand their culture. So is there any way they can do that? Yeah, yes, we, we celebrate sometimes, ma'am. All the holiday that same I tell you the the Wednesday, every year we have the, we make the rent the hall, uh, and sometimes we, we we invited the Indian people, the priests and the his, uh, group, uh, and we have for the fasting same thing we uh, bring all the people together and we pray together and we celebrate together. And sometimes we, a lot of time we go to visit the family and sometimes we go all of them to go to the park to work together and we see any issues uh, if they have it to help together. The city is good. Uh, if you go to there's uh, you see in Arizona or uh, Nebraska or Washington, uh, Seattle or Texas, all of them, they come together like the group and they work together. They help each one. That is good. So, sir, somebody actually who's watching this uh, conversation live, they asked him that, uh, asked Salem, sir, uh, if things uh, would uh, go back to normal, would you ever want to go back and visit uh, Iraq? Uh, and uh, if the persecution stops there, would you want to go back to Iraq? Uh, if I go back, no, just I go visit. I don't come back forever. Because uh, my father, my grandfather, a uh, thousand, thousand years, we, where's where the, the Islam is coming? We have only the genocide. If you, if you now, you see the, the Islam, they have 1,400 years. Uh, you see, we have 74 genocide. Every, uh, 40 years, 50 years, 80 years, the genocide is happening. I need to make safe for the, my family. If there is any control by the United Nations or some uh, country, they, they believe to make the security for the ZD, maybe we come back. Just now, no. I, I visit last year, I go to the Iraq, I stay uh, for the... 70 uh, month. Seven months I stay there because uh, I go to uh, celebrate my name for the uh, meal for the all the Yazidi in the world. Should be uh, we got there. And uh, the Kurdish people, they uh, they control the uh, the guy, uh, all the Yazidi, they don't let, uh, like him. 
Yeah, they, they put that guy, uh, he's the Amir now for the Yazidi. Just the Yazidi, most of them, they don't need it. Just only the Kurdish people they bring and they put in the control. Well, he worked for them. We, I'm sorry, we, we not Kurds, we not Arab, we not any religion, we Yazidi. Right. When Saddam is coming, he changed and say all the Yazidis Arab. Uh, Kurds coming, they say, oh, you Kurdish. We, we not Kurd, we not Arab, we Yazidi. We have the religion. If you go to the history, you see 400,000 years we, we have the control in the world before now. So somebody wanted to know, sir, have you, when you have moved into the West, so do people often mistake Yazidis as Muslims uh, because of the physical similarities? Uh, does that happen a lot? Yeah, that's uh, happened a lot. Uh, I give you the example uh, where we come to the United uh, uh, America. There's the one guy who worked for the Catholic service. He he came to help the other refugee. He came to the, my family. The first time he came in, he, he tell me, hey, Salim, why you not conform to the Islam? Why you not come to take the right way to, to the God? I said, we come about the Islam, we come to the United Nations, uh, United America. You, you need now you, you conform to the Islam. I go to the Catholic. I uh, ask the direct for the Catholic and they uh, fire him in the same day. He said, you don't need to ask the, anybody that the question he need to conform the Islam. We don't need to conform. If, if we need to conform, why, why we come to the different country? So, sir, we before... Uh, that one. All right. So, now one last question before uh, uh, I let you go. Uh, what are you uh, I, I know it's very tough to answer this i know that the position of the yazidis is very tough right now but uh, i still want to ask you are you still positive or optimistic that we will still find a way out for the yazidis and we will somehow uh, eventually find a way where yazidis can come out of this uh, in spite of the genocide and we will maybe find a safe haven for all the yazidis uh, on planet earth today yeah uh, the genocide is now it's now started it's continue now but uh, maybe you see everybody they see in the tv uh, now the turkish they go uh, pumping to the sinjar uh, the area they they send the pagaka the pagaka that that the the islam they come to the why the pagaka they don't go to the Kandil to the board, why they came to the Sinjar. That, that's the same thing, the same program, program, they work together for the Yazidi to make the genocide. The genocide is continuing now, it's not stopping. We have the genocide now, they, they kill a lot of people. They kidnap, kidnap. you go to the Sinjar, you, you need to be Peshmerga, you need to be Pagaka, you need to be uh, for the some uh, politics uh, that they because they don't have the choice to to um, save the, his life uh, they give him maybe uh, 100 200 in the month 
to work for the some people. Now the genocide is continue. The genocide is not stopped. Lot of people they so, get up now. Lot of people. Mm -hmm. The people they work in the uh, Baghdad in this country the, in the Iraq. They they work in the Baghdad to uh, the young people they go work to make some money for this family where they come to the family they come back the checkpoint you need to pay money you don't they don't let you you go to the, your family we have many people they they work with the iraqi government like the police the army or uh, some they go to work uh, if you you come back to the, your family you need to pay 250,000 uh, dinar Iraqi to the checkpoint. He, he, he got to work to be some uh, for his family. Why they ch charge him to, to come back? He in the same country. He don't go out of the country. If you go to another country, you pass the, the board, maybe you, you, you uh, pay $20 for the visa. In Iraq, the Kurdish, they, they charge him 250,000 Iraqi dinner. My God. It's, it's just terrible. I mean, the, to hear these kinds of stories from you, I just I just feel so bad and terrible that something like this is happening to a community right in front of our eyes and and the world can't do a lot. I mean, I, I don't understand what the United Nations is doing. Have Has the Yazidi community reached out to the UN? What has been the UN response in this entire I, I know. I, I go to the United Nations. I give them the, all the information. Just they don't do anything. I don't know what. I so don't so know what why. do they say? What do the United Nations say when you go and approach them? They say, okay, we will help. We will secure. We will give you the and help for the medical for the everything and they don't do it they don't do it if if the, they they do it they give to the some organization they, they take them that you know the organization most of them they take about 15 70 percent for for the his uh, uh, company and they give him uh, about 25 25 percent uh, the kurdish people they take uh, Five ten percent, the people who who give to the another people they take two three percent. Maybe the Yazidi they don't take two three percent. From from one hundred percent, it's come to just a little bit. They give for some people, and they say they, they say okay we help them. No, they they don't help enough. So it's 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 basically the United Nations has done a terrible job in terms of helping the Yazidi community. So I guess uh, if I was to conclude this uh, this uh, this uh, this uh, this situation, would it be safe to say that if we want to save Yazidis, it can only be done by uh, in individual interventions by private organizations or individuals who can work with representatives of the Yazidi community and basically work around that? That would be the best way to go about it, and the United Nations is the worst uh, route to take. Now, uh, we try to save the Yazidi uh, that uh, I tell you before now that the Nalin, she helped. Uh, I will try uh, to make uh, the, uh, like the program for the Yazid Khan uh, be safety and to find the way 
how uh, all the country they help the Izzid Khan. Uh, we give him the information and we work together. Uh, I think maybe that is be happen. All right, Mr. Daud. I guess uh, uh, listening to the story of the Yazidis is actually heartbreaking. And uh, I know it's very hard to even discuss this, but uh, I think uh, I can only say that uh, I hope that people who listen to this discussion, uh, I hope each and every one of my listeners, my viewers, each and every one of you, as soon as you listen to this, please try and help. I know a lot of my listeners actually are from the United States of America. I have a, I have a significant uh, listener base of my podcast, which is from the U.S. So especially if you are in the U.S., please reach out to uh, Mr. Salim Daoud. I hope you guys help uh, his organization out. I hope you, uh, if you have other Yazidi families out in, in America, maybe some of you live in Europe, please reach out to those families. Please help those families out. And if you guys live in India, because yes, a significant chunk of my uh, my base is also in India. So if you guys in India, you know, if you guys can find out, do your best to help the Yazidis out. Because I mean, if there ever was a, a genocide that was happening in front of our eyes right now, it, it is uh, it is a Yazidi genocide. And uh, I, I honestly don't have any words. Uh, to express myself and uh, beyond a point, I don't know what to say. Uh, uh, obviously, Mr. Daud, in his case, English is not his first language, so we we did have a few problems. Uh, but I would request you to have some patience. Listen to what he said, uh, and uh, sorry, and yeah. pay some attention. Uh, pay attention to to the Yazidi story. So so once again, Mr. Daud. Uh, uh, I've taken a bit of your time. First of all, thanks a lot for coming on my podcast and having this conversation with me, sir. And and I hope that everybody who listens to this podcast and uh, has a chat, uh, ha pays attention on this chat, I hope they help the Yazidis out. And I, uh, uh, so I guess thanks a lot uh, for coming and having a chat with me, sir. Thank, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for everybody. They watch him and see I hope everybody, they understand what's happened for the Yazidi. And now the Yazidi in the very hard time, same the people from India in the Afghanistan, how they do it for them. And we, we same religion, we same uh, people, and we, we believe one God, and we same, same co uh, uh, companies. Yes, I, I definitely believe Yazidis and the Hindus are one family. I believe we are cut from the same cloth. And uh, once again, people, you're going to be listening to this later on. You know the drill. Share this podcast. Share the Yazidi story. I, I am insisting all of you who are going to listen to this, at least make all your family members make them sit down with the, you and listen to the story of the Yazidis Tell them what's happening to the Yazidis right now because it's nothing short of a genocide. And you know what? As a community, we can relate to it because the Hindus have also been subjected to a genocide of a long time. So we know what it feels. We know the pain. We, If any one community, I guess there are two communities that can feel the pain of the Yazidis, the Jews and the Hindus. We really feel your pain. And uh, once again... Um, you know, it, it was a tough podcast for me today, personally, because uh, the stories of the Yazidis have shaken me at an individual level. 
but I'll I'll request all of you, please help the Yazidi community. And you know what, guys? I'll see you next time. Until then, take care. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you so much.